Welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, aka MFKS Radio on the airwaves dial at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey and Megan, who are unsure. The Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate <laughs> to the point you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. Unironically is a hard word to say. It okay? is, and I almost got tripped up when I was saying that because uh, the flyers scored, like, as oh. I was saying it. And I was like, gonna be like, fuck. Um, it's Sunday afternoon. <sighs> It is. That is uh, factually correct. Yeah, just I'm just saying. And the, the Flyers and the Penguins are on the TV uh, in Game 6. New oh boy. And uh, the Flyers are up 4-2 in the second period. That sucks. And it's 3-2 pens? 3-2 pens. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I feel like if the Devils can beat the Penguins throughout the season. The Flyers should be able to as well. Yeah. Well, right, they've done it a couple times. Um. Yeah, so here we are. Uh, let's just start right into it. Devils sure. are out of the playoffs. They're out of the playoffs. They eliminated yesterday. They did. I was real sad about it. I was real sad about it, too. More sad than I expected to be. Yeah, me as well. I didn't like it. No, I had to take, like, the rest of the day off. <laughs> and that was bad because it was, like, it was a fucking afternoon game, too. I know, and it was, like, rainy outside, so yeah. I was just, like, wistfully looking out the window. <laughs> it was a bit rough. Yeah, it was not great. Oh, Megan, we're not living. Should we live? If you want to. Okay. Um, watch our Instagram later, because uh, there'll be some good stuff, probably. I don't know. There's um, never good stuff. So, yeah, so that's the thing that happened. However, I will say this. Um, the Devils made the playoffs. They did? And uh, I would say I listened to uh, Taylor Hall's postgame last night, because of course I did. Of course you did. Um, I watched the footage of it on... Twitter as well, because of course I did. Um, and he said that, and I would agree that like a four of the five games they played well enough to win. And I was like, yeah, they were really only truly outplayed in one game. I don't. Wasn't the first game like real rough though? I think they got caved a little bit five on five, but they they hung with them. They weren't like it wasn't a blowout. Um, and like yesterday's game, fucking Vasilevsky like stood on his head. I know. They had so, like, could not catch a break. No. No. He was... Cause, and and Schneider played a great game. Cause he, he did. Because he let in one goal. And then, and then it just kind of went to shit. Yeah, but... It did go to shit. He, he let in one goal until there was, like, what, nine minutes left in the third period or something like that? Like, he was, he was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Every time he did anything, though, I was just like, he's a groin! Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, but, but, you know, I mean, if they're done, and it's sad, and then uh, whatever, it's fine. But they made the playoffs, and they weren't supposed to make the playoffs. Ooh, the Penguins just scored. That was pretty. Um, but we know the danger of exceeding expectations, Megan. We do know the danger, but I think the other the thing that's different about this versus the thing that we're both talking about is that they, like, snuck into the playoffs. Well, they had a... They, they held a playoff spot all season long, all season, but yeah. they, like, they just made it in kind of, like, right at the end. They didn't clinch until, like... Right, yeah, second last or third last game or whatever. Yeah. That was very nice. And it didn't didn't settle their... God, Cindy Crosby's good. Um, Oof. And it didn't settle their playoff spot until, like, well, I think it was the second last game of the season Mm -hmm. where they were officially, like, you know, here's where they're going to be kind of thing. Yeah. Um, And I think that makes a difference. In terms of expectations? I think so. I think so, too. Because I don't think... I don't think anyone... I don't know if anyone actually believed that they were going to, like be in the playoffs. And I also think that if you, like, if you actually read some stuff from, like, 
writers and bloggers and whatever, like Ryan Lambert and those guys, they're like, yeah, the Devils aren't very good. They'll make the playoffs, but they're not very good. Yeah. And I think that tempers it a lot, too, because mm-hmm. it's a reminder that, like, no, actually, they're not, you know, they're not an elite team just yet. I do regret not recording last week, because what I told, like, all of my kids and Chris is that it's going to go to five games, they're going to win one at home, and that's going to be it. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I knew it, but also, oh, I knew it. Yeah. Well, and I, yeah, and I figured I, I figured that they'd have a better chance against Tampa than Boston, and I still believe that that's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's a good time. It is. It's a good it's day. Bonus, it's hockey. bonus hockey and uh, bonus hockey is the stressful hockey. But oh, <laughs> was it ever? Although it's so great to watch an Eastern team because the games are on early. It's true. It's very very true. There's none of this eight thirty bullshit. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, I uh, so that's done. Um, I was going to be like, well, the playoffs are over. No one's winning the Stanley Cup this year. But then I realized <laughs> that I don't actually believe that to be true. So I'm not one of those people. Who are you? Who's your wish now? Obviously, Pens. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of always a fan of the Penguins. Um, I would really like to see Winnipeg come out of the West. Uh, that would be very cool. I would really like to see that happen. Um, yeah, I think that would be lots of fun. I... um. I don't know, like, I don't really, I don't really care one way or the other, to be honest. Basically, as long as the Leafs don't win. Like, that's really all I care about. Did they win last night? They did win the game last night, um, but they got down, well, they got up 4-1, as they do, and then Boston scored and made it 4-2, and then Boston made it 4-3, and I was just like, where's the popcorn? Here it goes. Um, but it didn't quite happen the way that I had hoped. I did see all the gifts of Marner and Austin and... Nylander just hugging. Yeah. Just young boys. Apparently there's a display, I don't know if it's at Maple Leaf Square or at their Canada Center, but it's, like, Marlowe's, like, family picture that's also got, like, Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews, and there's, like, cutouts for people to, like, stick their heads in. It's adorable. Oh, that's cute. I, like, I, I like how they're picture. embracing that, like, the the young boys yeah. side of it. Um, <laughs> and dad. <laughs> yeah, so absolutely, because he's, like, 38, I think. Yeah, and it's, it's the only appropriate time for women on Twitter to call him daddy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. And I don't think there's ever an appropriate time to call a hockey player your son. You don't think so? Nope. Not you, even yes, equally your no, you, young son? No. Why not? Because he's not. That's we- It's just weird. I just, I can't, I What can't. if you are age appropriate for him to be your But son? you're not age appropriate, <laughs> so I'm going to say no. <laughs> I'm doing crazy filters with this. It's amazing. <laughs> Talk about yes, Um, I hope that changed your voice there. <laughs> I don't know if it does. Um, but yeah, so, I don't know. Um, I feel like, I feel like what happened with, the Devils, they were fun to watch. And it was funny, actually, last night on Twitter after their game was over, looking at what a lot of people said, like, or oh, there's fans and other people, about, like, how fun they were to watch and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. And they really were. Like, it was... It was... It was exciting. Fun time hockey. And it wasn't, like, they... They were woefully mismatched, yes. But it wasn't, like... It was embarrassingly so. Like, they no. got goals, they did exciting things. Yeah. It made the games crazy, but oof, I'm willing to donate a groin to Corey. Yeah, no kidding, hey. Take mine out. Yeah. I don't use it for anything. <laughs> I will say this, the, the thing that they found out this season, I think, I was talking to uh, Melissa, Melissa Gessland, um, who 
follows us on Twitter, or me and you, I don't know if she follows the pod. We were talking about it, and they found out at least that they have a backup goaltender. Yeah, true. Right, which is nice to know. Like, that's a, a good, solid thing to have, that they have an actual backup goaltender. Um, and too bad that Keith just couldn't... Couldn't hold it. Couldn't hold it together yeah. for a long time. Uh, yeah, but, but I mean, you know, he's... This is this is probably the biggest workload that he's had in his career, right? So That's true. Um, and, like, he closed out the season for them in a yeah. really nice way. Yeah, so. it's fine. Um, so they found out a lot of things. I think they have, you know, they need a, a couple more pieces, I think, to make... Um, to make a real push. Yes. Losing Sammy Vatnan was big. Oh, he's by was far it their ever? best defenseman. I know. Um, oh, there's some violence going on in this hockey game. Um. Oh, shit. Um. Yeah, losing Vatnan, I think, exposed a lot. A hundred percent. Um. Oh, if only we had someone like Adam Larson. <laughs> Oh, that's really funny. <laughs> Somebody yesterday said something about how uh, Charlie was going to ask for Miles Wood in exchange for uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and I, my reaction was, no, I wouldn't wish the Oilers on Miles Wood. No, me neither. Miles <laughs> Wood is too precious. Um, he wasn't very good this series. He had a rough playoff. He did. That was that was not so good. But yeah, they need, they need something else on defense, and they need at least one more kind of like top shelf forward. I feel like give Nico some time. Yeah, but I if they had like a second line of that. I know, and I I didn't I didn't really like Jesper Brad in the last game. No, he had some chances, but I thought it was a poor yeah. choice. Like have Kyle and Hall and Nico on the top yeah. line, and but if and, and with that, I guess like if you could pair them, right? Yeah, and have like Nico and Hall maybe, and then like Kyle and somebody. That's true. And have two balance pairs. the lines. Yeah, that more. would work a little bit better. That's true. Um, so I think that they're kind of you know. Is Miles right wing, left wing, center? Hmm? Miles. Yeah, he's been kind of playing, he played a little bit of center, I think mostly left wing if I remember right. But he's just sort of like... In between. In between. But he's, like, he's a fourth line guy, sometimes a third line guy, right? And that's fine. Um, he's not going to be like the game changer. No. Um, but no, I w- and I saw some other stuff yesterday on Twitter, people were talking about like, you know, are the Devils going to go after John Tavares if he doesn't resign in with the Islanders? I'm like, yeah, they could, because they... they they could afford it, and that would fundamentally change their lineup. Yeah, they do 100%. have the cap space for it. A hundred percent. So it would probably be. If you had a, but if, it doesn't How matter. Your top, who would your third be? I, I don't know. Charles is a center, right? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Just uh, John Tavares and Taylor Hall just doing the thing. Obi says hi. Oh. Hi, Obi. Hi, Obi. I'm a kitty cat right now. Um, I don't know. The two of them. Plus, like, on power play in it, I can handle that. And if, like, you know, Wyshynski's theory is true that people just would rather not pack up their shit. Which I think in a lot of cases it is. A hundred percent. That's not very far from... I'm sure he could still live he wherever he lives. He could probably still live wherever, yeah. Well, it's like, like the Chris Russell thing, right? I mean, he... The Chris Russell thing? Yeah, when he signed his deal here, like, his, his four-year deal after that first season that he played here, so, like, after last year, mm-hmm. um, his two choices were Calgary and Edmonton, because he's from, like, Caroline. Yeah, right. Right? And, and it's the same kind of thing. And, and I think his wife was pregnant, I believe, mm. when he was, like, in the middle of that negotiation and stuff, and a lot of it had to do with, like, not wanting to... Be far. Yeah. Move, 
move your shit. Um, I think there might be some truth to that theory. And I think it's because the season's so long. Uh, yeah. I think in football, I think, like, football's different, because a lot of those guys, like, they live, they live in the city. And it's one game a week. It's one game a week. They usually get the game day after, the day after the game off. Um, and so, like, if their families aren't there, they, like, you know, go visit them and then come back for practice on Tuesday afternoon. And, like, it's a very different way of doing things. And after, or as the Sedins retired, I was reading some of the writing about them. And it actually made me really sad, because they were like, yeah, it'd be really nice to, like, see my kids and and not be there just on important days, but be there on all days. Yeah. Like, pick them up from school. Be yeah. a part of the routine, and not yeah. just, like, be there for your birthday, yeah. and then I don't see you again for two weeks kind of thing. Yeah. I was like, damn, that's hard. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a different thing. So, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe Wyshynski's on something, I don't know. Might like be the me. first time. <laughs> the nuclear hot take. Um, but, you know, just the idea that, yeah, that they don't like moving their stuff, and maybe they don't. Uh, yeah, I'd 100% believe it if they didn't. Yeah. I wouldn't. No. Fuck it, man. Man, I've been thinking about, like, ripping up the carpet and putting down laminate, and just the idea of having to move all the shit just to do that is like, mm, I don't know if I really want to do that right now. <laughs> because you don't want to vacuum up my long hair anymore? <laughs> <laughs> It's worse to sweep it, Megan. Uh, yeah, but it's just easier. Um, I'd rather vacuum than sweep. So I was telling Kelsey before we hit record that I vacuumed yesterday because it was time, and uh, I moved some, I like moved the furniture and like vacuumed under the couch and you know cleaned off the baseboards and did all that kind of stuff. And uh, I cleaned out, I like flipped over the vacuum and I like cleaned out the the rug attachment and there's like all this long hair in it and it's clearly not mine um it's mostly all hers see i just hold it in until i get here and then i squeeze it all (laughs) kind of like a hairball but like same process (laughs) by which anyway so there was just a lot of long hair like wrapped around the bar of my vacuum and i thought it was gross (laughs) Uh, it reminded me of my days working at the pool oh gross i don't know how we got to this it was me, wasn't it? Yeah, it was 100% <laughs> you. Did I ever tell you the story about the giant hairball we found at the pool? No, don't tell me this, Megan. I don't want to hear it. Okay. I will throw up. It was really gross. I agree. And it smelled bad. I can't even deal with my own hair, like, in my own bathtub. That I know is clean, because I just cleaned <laughs> it. I cannot deal. <clears throat> yeah, it was, um, it was real gross. Uh, all I'll say is it required a garbage can. Oh, <laughs> it was awful. Ugh, yeah, boy. Yep. Um, now I'm just sad. Yeah, sorry about that. Okay, <laughs> what do you got? I'm distracted by this hockey game. Uh, what do I have? What have I been doing? Oh, I watched uh, the first two episodes of the new season of New Girl. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad that they're getting a chance to like end the story, because there was no guarantee that they were gonna get. Yeah. The seventh season. And it's only, like, eight episodes or ten episodes. Like, it's really short, and that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Because the last season, um, because uh, Zoe Deschanel had a baby when mm-hmm. they started production on the last season, and so her character was, like, um, I was going to say she was in jail, but no, she was... Um, in jail? No, I was, at the, I was like, no, that's not it. No, she was on jury duty, and she was sequestered. Hey, the Penguins scored! Look at that! Oh, it's oh, Dada! Look at that! Um... I think I'm cheering for the Penguins. I don't know about you. Well, <laughs> you think? Um, 
Yeah, so she was she was sequestered on jury duty, and they they showed her in like two episodes, both from like the chest up ultimately. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then they would have her like writing letters or like talking. They'd be talking to her on the phone, but you wouldn't see her half of the car. All those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And then she came back. I don't know. There was maybe six or seven episodes left mm-hmm. is when she came back. Um, during which time, like Nick had been dating Megan Fox's character. She was great again. Yes. Yeah. Like that was all uh... that sixth season. That was like. Okay, gotcha. And they, they had, like, made, like, an actual go of it, and it was this long-distance thing, and, and Nick was writing his book, and, like, he was doing all this stuff. Like, it was it was good, and it was interesting, um, but it was just missing that, like... It was what, missing her charm. Yeah, and, and that's definitely part of it. Um, anyway, so this has been nice, because at the end of season six, and if you haven't seen it, I don't care. It's long enough past, and it's on Netflix now, so whatever. Um, at the end of season six the very last scene is like nick and jazz making out in the elevator perfect and and nick is like saying this delivery guy he's like come on get out of the way i gotta tell my best friend i'm in love with her and he like can't see past the guys to see that jess is in there oh yeah i saw that right 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 right. and then so this season this new season starts off um about three years later what yeah so they did a big time jump which is good because then it's not so they're together like that's that's the thing and like uh nick and or not nick schmidt and cc have their child because they found out that she was pregnant in the last one so they have their kid mm-hmm. and she's like just having her third birthday so like they've done a, a real time jump and Schmidt comes back he's got this like gross dad mustache and it's awful and it was just so funny <laughs> um but everyone's kind of like moved on with their lives in yeah. certain respects and Nick and Jess are like together but they're not they haven't gotten married mm-hmm. and Nick wants to propose and that was like where the first episode sort of ended he called her dad and asked for his blessing and all this kind of stuff and and her dad was like you have a month you have to do it within a month a month yeah why because it's nick and i don't know just like should have got off the pot basically um so he was going to get this elaborate plan and then it didn't work out because of course it didn't Mm -hmm. um and then the second episode was just sort of like a continuation of but it's fun and it's got that like that charm back to it okay so good that's great and i've been rewatching like old episodes at the same time and there are some ridiculously funny things that happen on that show. Like, Outside Dave might be one of the best, like, occasional characters and the, in television. Who is the, the guy who didn't speak English? That Tran? Tran. That oh, man. Nick would always go talk to, and Tran I, would just be there, like, yeah, just nod. But sometimes he wouldn't even nod. He would just, like, tilt his head, like, a little tiny bit. And Nick would be like, oh, I know. I know. Like, it was just <laughs> so good. I Johnson so much. He's great. But, yeah, outside Dave, I can't remember what it was. He got into Coach's car in an episode, like, of, I don't know, that I watched, like, last week sometime. And uh, he sits down. He's like, he's like, uh, and Coach is like, oh, are you wet? And he's like, just my pants. Like, but it's, like it's just, oh, it's so funny. And then there's, they asked him uh, the one where... I think it's in I think it's in season four, like the Christmas one, where, the, where they're all going away for Christmas, and uh, Jess is like going to London to see her boyfriend and all this kind of stuff. I loved Ryan was yeah. his name. Loved him. Um, he was beautiful. And so Jess wanted outside Dave to take a, a picture of the six of them before they all like went their separate ways, because it was like, um, and so he does, but he's got the like the selfie camera on, so it was like telling them to move or whatever, and then he like takes the picture and he's like perfect. <laughs> It's so funny. It's great. Oh, it's just very clever. It's a good show. It is a good show. So I'm happy that they're getting a chance to, like, end it off and actually... I mean, it could have ended at the last season and ended fine. Mm-hmm. And you could just, like, you know, sort of solid in the fact that, like... They're going to be they together They figured their again. shit out. Yeah, but yeah. the fact that there's, like, 
you know, eight more episodes to kind of really hammer that home is good. Mm-hmm. And then you get, like, more shenanigans. I would love, though, to see a floor plan of their loft. A hundred percent. Because it's a large. It's incredibly large. Like, and I realize, and the, the, the exterior shot of the building, and it, you kind of get the idea because of how many lights are on at, like, certain times. Like, you get it, but it's gigantic. Yeah. It's, like, the width of a city block. Yeah. It's crazy. It's huge. Because it's there's four bedrooms. Yeah. And then a giant living room. And a giant bathroom. And a giant bathroom. And then, like, a giant kitchen and a giant eating area with a big dining room table. Like, they have a ton of space. They do. Um, it's like a factory floor. It is. And they brought back some characters from, like, previous seasons. Like, when she, when, when Jess was, like, dating Russell in season two, he's back, so she's working for him now. Because mm-hmm. they've just, her and Nick have just come back from this book tour that Nick's on. For his, like, Pepperwood Chronicles. And so Jess needs a job. And so... That fucking name. <laughs> the Pepperwood Chronicles. <laughs> so good. Because it seems like satire. It really does. Yeah. Well, and the fact that, like, his character is just Julius Pepperwood and then um, Jessica Knight <laughs> instead of Jessica Day. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, and there was, like, a really good joke in the, one of the most recent ones that I watched is when her dad's getting married to, like, that girl that she went to high school with, which is, like, super weird. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and she comes out of her bedroom, like, in her best man suit, because she's the best man for the wedding. And she's like, my, my dad wanted me to be a boy. My middle name's Christopher. And she just, like, turns around and walks back into her bedroom. <laughs> it's really funny. My middle name's Christopher. Yeah. <laughs> it's That's really amazing. funny. Like, it's really, really Jessica funny. Jessica Christopher Day. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. it's really funny. It's good, and I'm very happy that it, uh, that it's on. If I ever have children, that's the what you're girl's doing. Definitely middle name Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> like doubly funny. Uh, the other thing that I've been really enjoying is Brooklyn Nine Nine. Mm-hmm. This like kind of second half of this season. Yeah, I'm not caught up. I think the last one I saw was the Halloween episode. Okay. It was, it's, I mean, it's been Oh, no, really I good. saw the one with Sterling K. Brown in it. Wasn't that phenomenal? Sterling K. Brown is the best. Okay, but that whole episode, it had yeah. none of the other characters. It was just Jake and Captain Holt. Yeah. And had a perp. And that's it. And it was so good. And Sterling K. Brown was so fucking smarmy. Oh, oh I was my just God. like, I love you. And I was thinking back to, because he plays like a similar character in Marshall, where he's. Uh, an African-American kind of like house servant who's accused of raping this woman and uh, our friend Chadwick is Thurgood Marshall and it's just oh, he's so good at it I really want to see the OJ show mm-hmm. yeah he's got, he's got that yeah that sort of gravitas to everything that he does yeah but like that episode was so good it was so well done yeah and, oh, everything about it. Even just at the end, where they, like, come out of the, the precinct and they realize their shift starts, they, like, turn around and go back in. Like, yeah. just everything was so, so good. The one after that, which you may have already seen the opening for, where the like, the guys in the lineup are, like, singing I Want It That Way by the Backstreet no, Boys. No, I haven't seen that one. It's phenomenal. The opening is absolutely phenomenal. Okay, good to know. Because the, the woman's like, well, he was singing a back- she was singing the Backstreet Boys. And so he gets them. It's incredible. Oh, man. Uh, it's such a funny show. Um. <laughs> like it keeps catching my bobby pins and pulling them out of my head. Um, so that's yeah, that's what I've been 
Dude, I've been reading a bunch of stuff too, but nothing worth like. Nothing worth chatting about? Not really, no. Mm. What about you? What's going on? What isn't going on? <laughs> I watched Lost in Space, start to finish. That show. Like the Netflix? Yeah. Is a wild ride. Is it? The first five episodes. The first episode is really good. Episodes two through six, I almost gave up. And then the last second of episode seven was so insane. My jaw actually dropped, and I was so shocked I didn't move as the credits rolled. And I was like, what? Can we just go back for a second to where you said that one was really good. Yeah. And the next five were so bad you almost gave up on five different episodes. And then seven was really good. But I kept going. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, seven was so good that I actually had to take two days off to process. Wow. What just happened. And if I could emotionally invest in the time to continue the last three. Okay. And it was really neat. Okay. So it's 10 total? Yeah. Okay. And that's a Netflix show, right? It is. Yeah. And what's her nuts? Um, I'm gonna have to look it up now because I can never remember her name. Plays the villain, Dr. Smith. And she's, oh, she's such a good villain in everything, but she drives me up the wall. And I can never remember. Parker Posey. Oh, okay. Yeah. She is, like, scary. Yeah. In this show. And really good at being the villain. And the the kids are really great. They've got three young kids. And um, it's got Molly Parker, Jackie Sharp from House of Cards, who's great. Okay. Toby Stevens, Professor McGonagall's son. He's got a great beard. I uh, I read something on Twitter that said that Lost in Space was just Space Family Robinson. And I was like, I'm going to know about the original Lost in Space. That's yes. what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. That's More or less. Yeah. Like, but yeah, the other robot was really interesting too. It's not this like. It's. <laughs> It's like frightening. I wish you just stop recording. <laughs> I'll redo it. <laughs> no, it's fine. Right um, so that was interesting. Um, I've also watched the first three episodes of of The Alienist because that just got added on Netflix. Yeah. And that's okay so far. I really like Luke Evans. Dakota Fanning, I'm not too wild about, but. I'm, I started reading the book, too, which is why when the show came out, I was like, yeah, might as well. And Chris and I watched Icarus last night. Yeah. That documentary on Netflix, which was so good. We actually had to pause it multiple times to okay. just be like, okay, wait, what? And we had to, like, talk about what we've seen, which never happens for us if we talk. It's usually, like, move your foot off my face or something like that <laughs> during a movie. Um, and it's so good, I'm like... Oh, fuck, I want to rewatch it tonight. Okay, well, that's, so, that's good. That's a high recommend. It is a high recommend. It's long, unfortunately, it's two hours. Okay. But it's it's tense and suspenseful and mind-blowing. And then I read Tender is the Night. And you didn't like it? I didn't like it. How come? Because it's, like, predatory and weird. Okay. Don't you remember? Yeah. I gotta look up the characters' names because I already forgot what their names are. Um, I remember liking it the first time I read it. I haven't read it in a while. 
so I'd have to, like, go back. Oh, yeah, Dick Diver. <laughs> it's the fucking protagonist name. It's a great name. Uh, I The structure was interesting, because how it works is that um, it starts off through the point of view of this young woman who's, like, 17, I think? Is that how old Rosemary is? She's young, I can't remember. But 17 yeah, she's, or 18, she's, she's very young. She's, like, this actress who's just in a popular film and her and her mother are vacationing in the south of France and they meet all these interesting people at the hotel that they're staying and she becomes infatuated with Dick and and his wife becomes her friend his wife is Nicole and uh a lot of weird stuff happens to them like he's interested in um pursuing a relationship with Rosemary Uh but obviously she's very young but she's like in love with him Uh and has no sexual experience whatsoever and so thinks that it needs to be like the end all be all and then a lot of weird shit happens and (sighs) then you find out that halfway through the novel his wife Nicole is one of his psychiatric patients. Uh-huh. And it's just like, it just felt very predatory of all the women in his life. Yeah, I yeah, I think that's probably not inaccurate, but I would also say that, like... That's the point? That's kind of the point, yeah. And also, like, Gatsby's predatory. And maybe not quite it's in such, like, an insidious sort of way, but... Yeah, less insidious it's, than... But it's still very much... Yeah. So that's funny you say that about like um, Rosemary's lack of sexual experience. I have a question for you. Okay. Is Jay Gatsby a virgin? No, I don't think so. No. No, because I think um, Dan Cody would have looked after that part. Looked after and invited him into the yeah. lifestyle of a playboy. What about Nick? Nick, no, he's got that girl back home. Yeah, but don't forget about the time, right? Yeah, but it's twenty-four. Boys did whatever the fuck they wanted. Yeah. Not if he wanted to marry her, though. No, I think he's too old. Okay. Because I've often wondered that about Gatsby. What his, what his, like, you know, real world. Actually is. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I'm teaching it now with my 20-1s, my affiliate kids, and they... Like, after each chapter, we talk about what happened. And they're, like, so anti-Nick after chapter three about how he says, like, I'm one of the only honest people that I know. And they're like, what? <laughs> You're <laughs> such a liar. Yep. And I always ask them, okay, on your spectrum of, like, one, you super like them, five, you super don't, three, you're, like, neutral ambivalent right now. Um, how are you feeling about each of the characters? And they really like Jordan. She's great. She's Even though she cheats at... Yeah. Her job. Yeah, but that's... They are like, she's just got to make a buck. And I was yeah. like, really? But her... <laughs> but her see, the, the thing like with her is her dishonesty doesn't, like, fundamentally harm people. And I think that's, like, the big difference. True. Where, like, and she's just blatant about it. Yes. To whereas, the point like, where it doesn't... Tom's no dishonesty or yeah. Daisy's... Dis- or Gatsby's dishonesty. Like, they're... Or they're, Nick's. Nick's dishonesty. They're, you know, emotionally and psychologically and physically harmful to people. Yeah. Jordan's just, yeah, Jordan's it's just her hustle. She's just making money. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really funny. 
That's really, really funny. Yeah. There's this one kid who's just like, no, I'm all on board for Harge, or for, <laughs> for Jordan. I was just like, really? He's like, oh, yeah. She's a sportswoman. Like, he's just like, loves her. <laughs> That's awesome. That's... So after each chapter, I'm like, still on board for Jordan? He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I so love it. they had to finish reading chapter four because um, we started it, but then didn't get to finish in class. And I don't like to watch the movie until they've watched or read chapter four. Yeah. Because the movie foreshadows the romance yes. earlier than the book does. So I'm so excited. Tomorrow we're going to watch the introduction of Gatsby scene. Oh, so good. Oh, it's the best. It's pretty good. Such a great book. It is. It's, um... Are we going to do that for a book series in June? We should, yeah. I was talking to someone at work about Gatsby. And about how, as great as it is, like, we need to stop teaching it in school. Oh, 100%. And start teaching some other things. Some new stuff. Yeah. would be great. So, I've been re- doing some reading. Some, like, professional reading. Because um, I read a lot of other stuff. But I've been doing some professional reading um, about teaching reading. Mm-hmm. Which is really interesting. And <clears throat> I think it's hard for me to wrap my mind around what the authors of this book are suggesting. Because they're like, you know, your students should be reading, like, four or five novels per course. And I was like, yes, if you're in a literature class, yes. But we have, like, the hybrid of, like, literature and composition. Mm-hmm. So I get why they can't. We don't have the time for that. Um, but it's really interesting because they're talking about how reading complicated texts... Um, prepare students to read other complicated stuff. So, like, reading Dickens will prepare them to read a science textbook. 100%. Um, and it's absolutely true. And they talk about Gatsby how, like, as, like, the great American novel and, and sort of the context of that. And I'm like, yeah, it really is really good. It would be really nice to pair that with, like, something The diction else. in it is wonderful. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautifully written. But it would be really nice to, like, pair it with something else. And, do, yeah. you know, be able to do two novels, maybe. One, like, do Gatsby along with something that's like maybe thematically similar mm-hmm. or stylistic or something but that's just a different I wonder if it would be cool if you paired it with like I don't know why Leo DiCaprio's filmography is in my mind but like Catch Me If You Can that would be neat mm-hmm. about like identity we've I don't know because Catch Me If You Can is a book I believe and I know people yeah. who've taught that for like 20-2 because oh, okay, yeah. it's a pretty easy read in comparison um, but yeah, the idea of that, like, self-made, mm-hmm. like, legitimately self-made man. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it was just, it's been some interesting reading for me, because I don't read a lot about, like, literacy and that kind of stuff. Um, but we talk a lot about how kids don't like to read, and how we can kind of, like, combat that. Yeah. And make it not seem like such a chore. And then I think about sometimes the texts that we do, and it's not so much the texts that we do, but, like, I don't know about your school, but, like, the versions of books that we have in our school, like, the covers are torn to shit, and... Yeah. So when kids see those, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, great. Okay, well, this is a great segue, because look book. what's in my bag. Macbeth, the graphic novel. Nice. We ordered 35 of them, and that's how I'm teaching Macbeth with my 20-1 semester classes. We're like the guinea pig for it. That's awesome. And they love it so much. That's so cool. Because we read Act 1, like, from the play, spoke it and whatever, mm-hmm. and now they're just like... As I read it, not only am I getting, like, some of the language from context, but the visuals help me actually understand it. And I... If we could get these instead of the copies of the play... What do we need the copies of the play for? Nobody studies Shakespeare by, like, reading it. They study it by seeing it. It's meant to be seen. Yeah, but I think sometimes that... 
I remember doing it when I first started teaching, and then when I was in high school too, doing like readers theater stuff mm-hmm. with it. And like, it's better to have the full text. Yeah. Than the graphic text, because yeah, I remember you sent me some stuff and it looks cool. It's very cool. That's awesome. And they really like it. That's cool. And they're like excited to read it. So my student teacher is finishing up. She's done on Tuesday. On Tuesday. Well, don't get me started about okay. the ridiculousness of that calendar. That's okay. that's insane. What school? Hmm? What school? You is she from? Oh, on that Tuesday? Yeah, it's because they have to do like a certain number of days. It's not weeks anymore. So it's like they say nine weeks, but they really mean 45 days. And so because of like spring break and whatever, whatever, it's just, yeah. Okay. Anyway, whatever. I don't ask questions. I just uh, I do what they tell me. Um, but it would to me, it would have made more sense. Instead of her finishing on a Tuesday, it would have made more sense if she have started like on a Thursday. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? That would have made way more sense. To come in like last couple days of a week meet the kids, mm-hmm. kind of, like, fill out the school, figure out, find your way around, find the bathroom, all those kind of things, and then get going kind of on the Monday. That yeah. would have made way more sense than starting on a Monday. 100%. Right? But what do I know? Uh, anyway, so she's she's taught the perks of being a wallflower to the 20-2s. Did they like it? They loved it. Of course they did. It's a great book. They really like her as well. Um, oh, fuck yeah, Pittsburgh! The other day... Um, she was wrapping up something with him. I can't remember what was going on. I, was, I walked in just for a couple of minutes right at the beginning of class, and one of the kids was talking while she was trying to give her instructions, and she was like, are you done talking? Because I'm not. <gasps> and I was just, and I, I had to, like, look at the board and walk out. I didn't even finish what I was trying to do because so I was going to burst out. So good. It was amazing. It was so It's odd. 100% a thing that I have said before and that I will continue to say, but the fact that she's, like, 22 still in school and is able to just like pull that out yeah it's great like i'm just i'm, I'm so proud of her for it's some of my so kids funny just can't stop ever um but yeah so she's been teaching perks of being a wallflower and um she's she had seen the movie before she'd never read the book but it's like she at least knew the story and so she'd seen the, the film and and we had talked before she started about um you know how to deal with some of the more difficult subject mm-hmm. matter in that book so spoilers i guess i don't it's old enough that it shouldn't matter anymore there's some really difficult stuff that, that goes on Absolutely. in that book. There's some like there's some sexual identity questions. There's uh, questions about alcoholism and, and drug abuse, and there's questions about sexual abuse and mm-hmm. physical abuse and um, mental health mm-hmm. issues. Like it's a very complicated story. I like the way that it's told um, through letters, without ever knowing who the recipient of those letters is, because that's always a really fun discussion. Yeah, to like figure out who he's writing to, because um, he gives like tiny little hints throughout. But it's framed very much in the way that, like, Gatsby is, where you know that Nick is writing the story after, after all the of the fact. things that happened. Yeah. Um, and the same kind of thing. But I have I have a note in my copy of the book that I put on a sticky note when it dawned on me that um, the poem that Charlie had read was about the priest, like, abusing boys. And it's like, and, and I did find it, because, like, you know, when you read the book at first, you don't really think about it, then you get to the end, and you're like, oh my god, holy shit. Yeah. And I guess... When that was revealed in the book, um, some of the boys were just like, oh my god. Like really? it, Yeah, and they were just like absolutely stunned. And then they wanted to go back and like find where else it had been like alluded to. Yeah. Which in Dash 2 is a really interesting thing because it's not a typical behavior, behavior for yeah. them. That they want to go back and check it out. No, they're more of like a completionist. Yes. I've done. Yeah what you asked me to do can I do what I want to do now yeah can I watch can I can I watch things on YouTube now yeah can I snort condoms through my nose 
feel like that's why that condom ended up on the floor of my classroom. P.S. Snorting it through your nose? Yeah, that's like a thing that kids do now. It's on YouTube. I don't ask questions. Um, well, didn't think I'd Google this. Snorting condom. But one of the things that she did, because music, as you know, would play such an important role in that book, is one of the assignments that she had them do was have them make mixtapes. And instead of just making playlists, she went to, like, Value Village or wherever, and she bought a whole bunch of, like, old cassette tapes. She bought, like, 30 for, like, five bucks. And they came in, like, this, this like, case. Tray. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it just brought me back to, like, my childhood, which I thought was really kind of funny in a lot of ways. Um, but she showed them, like, the process of even just winding the tape when it, like, you know, became unwound. And, like, and we talked, I was in there the day that she introduced it, and we talked a little bit about how making a mixtape was so much harder than making a playlist on, um... Cassette? On cassette. Yeah. Because, like, it's so easy to make a playlist. And so I asked them, I was like, hey, if I, if I told you guys to make a 60-minute playlist, how long would that take you? Mm-hmm. And they're like, like, five minutes tops. And and one of the kids is like, yeah, most of that would be spending spent, like, putting the songs in the right order. And I was like, yeah, and you've got them all, you mm-hmm. don't have to think about it. I said, so imagine now you have to do that. But you have to, like, wait for the song to come on the radio so you can, like, hit record on your on your tape deck. Or you have to, like, find someone else who's got it and, like, record it from them or whatever you have to do. And they were looking at me like I was insane. Um, and I was like, no, that's that's how we had to do things. Mm-hmm. But so it not only does it take you that long to, like, arrange the songs, you also have to put them on there in the right order. Because you can't just, like, move them around. No. And then, if you screw up, you have to start over. From scratch. From scratch. And you have to let each song play the length that it is. So, like... Your your one hour long mixtape is at at the very least like a two hour process to make if you have oh, all the of the very pieces least. Yeah, yeah. together, and they could not fathom that. Yeah, like they couldn't wrap their minds around this idea. And they said, so when you're thinking about making your mixtape and whenever you get around to it, and I didn't know at this time that she was actually going to bring in tape. So what she had them do was like make new covers and like write track listings and. And put stickers and stuff and sort of decorate For songs them. of their choices? For songs of their choices. Okay. Then they had to do a little write-up of why They've those chosen. songs. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was super cool. Um, and one of the kids made one that was like, it was like, a, a, like obviously double-sided, but the one side was good times and the other side was bad times. And so mm. like he split it up into songs that he listens to when he's having a good day and songs that he listens to when he's not. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's a really cool idea. She got some really great work out of them, but it was really fascinating watching them work. And, like, figure out with this time constraint on on the tape. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's watched the movie with them. And they kind of, you know, because it's set in, like, 1991 or 92 or whatever. So they've kind of figured out, like, oh, okay. Things were a little bit different then. Because yeah. they're so young that they are... I know. They're not in they're that so space young. anymore. So um, but that was, like, super fun. And then she got the... My 30th to uh, read The Taming of the Shrew. Oh. And watch the Elizabeth Taylor movie. And also 10 Things I Hate About You. The Elizabeth Taylor, if you haven't seen it, it's so good. Really? Because they, I think her and Richard Burton, I'd have to look this up because he's in it. He plays Patricia and she's Catherine. Is that when they were on the ins or the outs? I think it's when they were on the outs, I'm pretty oh, sure. Really? And so I think, like, all of the tension that exists on screen is just them, like, actually hating each other <laughs> and not fake hating each other. Oh, that's amazing. Um, and, yeah, it's been, it's been super good, but I have to, like, go back to work on Wednesday and, like, do real work for the first time I know, in a really I've been time. talking to a few teachers at our school who yeah. have also been living the high life because they've been student teachers and they're just like oh but you know what i miss teaching i don't miss the other stuff but i miss the teaching part for sure because that's my favorite part of the job yeah i'm just talking to kids about cool shit yeah and so i i kind of miss that 
Yeah, it's the only good part. Yeah, I uh, I started teaching my social time class again on Friday. You don't like your social time. Class. I really hate them. Yeah, they're bad. They're they're basically a dash two class, disguised in a dash one class list. And uh, like I I took about halfway through the class because you know I walked back in and then I came, and then I came back with like ten minutes left because um, a student teacher had like a mock interview with one of our APs. So they come back in with 10 minutes left, so I'd given them some stuff to do so that I didn't have to do a PowerPoint, and so they didn't have to listen to me talk for three classes. Mm-hmm. I gave them some notes to fill out from the textbook, and then an article to read about recycling uh, K-cups, mm. which we'll talk about on whenever I see them again Tuesday. Um, I walk in there, and there's kids like trying to make paper airplanes out of their booklets, and some of the kids like don't even have them, and I was like, where are your notes? And he's like, what notes? And it's like, the ones that everyone else is working on. Well, I never got one. I'm like, what have you been doing for 80 minutes? Like, I don't. And one of the other girls, I was like, can I see your booklet? She thought she was in trouble. I said, no, I just want to check and see where, like, you're at. Because everyone else needs to be there, too. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I know you're probably further ahead than everyone else. And she was done, like, six of eight pages. And then other kids are, like, sticking pencils up their nose. Yeah. Yeah, my Tintinesh one class is like that, too. Uh, and it's funny, because of all of the classes that we have... That's the one that's the worst behaved. Mm-hmm. Not the Dash 2 classes. It's, it's that, that class. Yeah, and they're just awful. They're just terrible. Well, and they're full year? They are full year. Yeah. Well, you've. It's the saving grace, is you only have to see them every other day. It's true. It's very true. Do you have a nice class that you like in between? Oh, I have. My other three okay. classes are great. It's just them. That sucks. Yeah, the other three are wonderful. The other three I can, like, laugh with and joke with, and mm-hmm. these guys I can't, because... So do you have your prep every other day? Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Teacher yeah. talk, it's teacher yeah. talk. But yeah, it's been, it's been super fun having a good student teacher, because, like, I've learned things from her as well. Oh, cool. Which is nice, because she's got some really good ideas. Um, and I'm very much not, like, married to the stuff that I do. Mm-hmm. Like, I said to her, I was like, these are the, here's what I do if you want to do this text, this is what I would do. Take it. Don't. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Which is the way good. it should be when you're helping out someone who's Oh, new. absolutely. So just make it good. And so we have, like, a team drive, her and I, and she just puts all her stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And so now I can reap the benefits of the things that she's done, which is A+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it's been really good. Lots of fun. That's good. Yeah. Except for the pretense thing, though. Whatever. Being buttholes. Yeah. It's I almost I do, May. like, appreciate your willingness to mentor other people that doesn't happen everywhere no i've worked with people who definitely do not mm-hmm. and it just makes me think like what about you when you started yeah. out yeah i've worked i worked i've worked with people who like have student teachers and then like literally on like day two just walk out of their classroom and don't go back for nine weeks oh. i'm like how is that good for anybody it's not mentorship no no like we talk every day after school mm-hmm. you know how did this go how did this work She'll ask questions. What about this? Do you have? And I'm like, Just try this. I don't know. It doesn't mm-hmm. work. Try something different. Mm-hmm. Like, I, again, I don't really. I'm not really married to the idea of anything that I do because I don't really care. Um, and it doesn't always work. No. And some of the stuff that I do works for me, mm-hmm. and it won't work for other people. Oh, 100. percent And that's part of it too, because I know, like, I've shared stuff with you, and you've shared stuff with me, and I it doesn't always work for me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always because work we don't for teach the same way. Yeah. And that's okay. I've been laughing a lot with my students, which is good. That is good. Mm-hmm. So it should be. Uh, my kids asked me, because I haven't seen them in so long, like, would we be friends in the real world? I'm like, no. They I'm asked s- you? They asked me all the time. <laughs> I'm like, no, absolutely not. 
Would we be friends? Yeah. Oh, I love all my kids. Oh, I like my kids too, but they need to know that we would absolutely not be friends. <laughs> and then the and then they go, like, oh, come on. I was like, okay, fine, come to the south side. And then they're like, oh, never mind. <laughs> That's the end of that. <laughs> oh, those kids. Yeah, it's pretty funny. They're cute. Um, do you have anything else? Nope. Nothing at all. Um, so I want to talk about this thing that I saw on Twitter yesterday because it made me laugh. Oh, maybe we should have done this at the top. Why? Because now we're going to fucking do it forever. No, we're not. The dad thing? No. Oh. No, the... So, okay, so I saw this tweet yesterday from, um, uh, a woman named Fern Riddell. She's a historian. Uh, she lives in London. I'm not sure where she, um, where she publishes. But anyway, um, she's written a book called The Victorian Guide to Sex. Um, <gasps> Love it. Want it. She's on TV and radio sometimes. She studied sex and suffrage, apparently, according to her Twitter bio. Um, and her Twitter, like, her, her ad on Twitter is at Fern Riddell, and she's Dr. Fern Riddell, because obviously yeah. she's got a PhD. How do you spell Fern? F-E-R-N? Yeah. Fern. Uh, Riddell, R-I-D-D-E-L-L. Oh, got it. Um, and so she says here, her tweet is, I'm reading a crime thriller written by a man. His lead is a female journalist whose sister has just been murdered by a serial killer. She's been up for three days straight hunting down leads because the police won't do anything, and yet. So this is the description of this woman. And then we're just going to talk a little bit about it. For yeah, a minute sure. or two. She grabbed some clothes, the top chosen simply for being the only one in the closet guaranteed to be clean. She caught a fleeting look at herself in the mirror. Somehow, despite the permanent lack of sleep, her body was refusing to give the game away entirely. Yes, there were dark circles under her eyes, but they gave her an oddly sultry look. The phrase, come to bed, eyes slipped into her head. She gave a bitter laugh. It had been a while. That is a real paragraph in a real book that was published by an actual publishing house. Some responses to the tweet. This makes me furious. Like, truly furious. No woman has ever looked at herself in a mirror after being awake for three days and thought, come to bed eyes. One of the responses is, has any woman ever looked at her eyes, or more accurately, the circles under them, and thought, damn, no, that is what I'd call sultry. No. Um... Another response is, up once over two days due to a family crisis. I may have hallucinated. Another time I had only two hours sleep after working on a huge project for work. Had trouble figuring out how to pump gas. But I want it known to every man I was totally up for it. Um, this other one is really... And hers, her reply to someone else was, um, get that sultry come-to-bed dark circles look from the emotional trauma you deserve. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. This was my favorite, though. Or, she looked in the mirror. She looked like a sack of shit. She didn't give a fuck because her sister was dead. If a man had given her the come on, she would have caved in his skull on, caved his skull on with a claw hammer. <laughs> and I yeah, feel like that's, that's very that's true. That's actual. That's real. Um, so I read this yesterday and it got me really thinking about, like, descriptions, uh, you know, and writing and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, when, like, and just in watching TV and whatnot, like, it's so, 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 so... Um, blatantly obvious when stuff is written by men for men mm-hmm. with like female characters like it's just so blatantly obvious and it's so frustrating yeah it sucks it really does like the what sucks I think is that there's this assumption that 
as in that excerpt, women are constantly aware of or bring awareness to or think about in the primary mind of themselves mm-hmm. as sexual objects all day long. Mm-hmm. And no. If anything, it's men that force us to acknowledge that fact all day long. I would say that's probably true. Um, there's been an interesting um, interesting stuff on Twitter as well. I've seen like from Sarah Spain um, and some other like female sports writers talking about how not not writers so much, but like television and radio personalities and like the the ridiculous sort of standards mm-hmm. that they're held to versus the men who work in those same industries. Like that guy in Australia who wore the same suit for an entire year. And nobody noticed, but yeah. if a woman like repeats the dress, everyone like loses her mind their mind, yes, of course. Yeah. Um and they're you know, they're sort of talking about these standards that they're being held to and and then of course the responses are coming. It's like, well maybe if you didn't objectify yourselves and blah blah and she's like, We're not objectify ourselves. Yeah, like, yeah, like Sarah Spain and, and, and like, oh, yeah, Hill. Oh, yeah, I did see that, too. Like, they're like, we're not. We're just out there, and we want these jobs, and so we do what we have to do mm-hmm. to keep them. Mm-hmm. And it sucks, but, like, if we want to keep our jobs, there's a game that we have to play. And so, like, just reading that description, oh, I was just like, oh, my God. That's an actual thing that someone wrote. Like, and that's the other thing, too. Like, that's an actual thing that someone wrote. Mm-hmm. And it got published. Mm-hmm. Like, it's on a printed page. It, it got published. He's got money for that. Mm-hmm. I want to know, like, what book it is. I know she didn't say. So I could never, ever buy anything by that author ever again. Yeah, it's depressing. Is what it is. It's really unfortunate. Like really, really unfortunate. And it's just, I, it was just so funny because I was thinking like of movies and stuff too, and just sort of the way that like, you know, women are are um, perceived. Like Amy Schumer has a new movie out. Oh yeah, I feel pretty. I feel pretty, and yeah. where she like, you know, falls off a, sp- a bike in spin class, and like has deluded herself into thinking she's a supermodel, and like, oh, is that what that's it's the about? premise ultimately? Like, she thinks she, when she now her perception of herself has changed, so that she thinks she's like the hottest woman in the world. Wasn't this like shallow? Shallow? Hell? Hell? Yes, but it's like it's her own. It's not like oh, it's her own perception of gotcha, herself. Gotcha. She's not, and she's not projecting it on anyone else. It's like literally her own, and no one else sees it. Mm-hmm. But the but the the sort of the thing that they're not saying about it is like you can only feel pretty if you no the thing that they're not saying about it is that like they're still making people are still making fun of her because she thinks she's like a supermodel oh and she's not yeah and I'm just like Ugh. like I get I get the intention yeah but I feel like that kind of probably misses the mark undermines it yeah a little tiny bit um but yeah I just I don't know and when I read the that thing on Twitter last night I was just like. Men need to just stop doing the thing. It's very frustrating. I was talking to Avery. I can't remember who he said he was talking to. Um, but he was, like, chatting with someone, like, uh, a female sports personality. I can't remember who it was. And she was doing, like, a live Instagram hit. And dudes were sending, like, eggplant emojis in comments on her Instagram. Of course they were. And I was just like, but, but why? Because, I don't know. It's the only way they know how to interact with women. I guess so. It just doesn't make any just sense like I to don't, me. I don't fucking care about your penis. No. No. Pretty you much need to I, stop caring about my tits. I feel like no one cares about their penises, and that's why they do it. They should sure care about them. Well, I know, but no one else does. Um, but yeah, I just... Oh, that thing really, really bothered me. 
when I read that. So I was like, well. Have you ever thought about how ridiculous the dick pic thing is? Like, if you want something, presumably sex, and yeah. you're sending a photo of your sex organ to the person that you want to have sex with. Yeah. When I'm hungry, I don't send a fucking picture of a pie I made to my husband. Yeah. Be like, give this to me. Yeah. Like, the logic is absurd. Yeah. And it's also sexual harassment, so please stop. Like, and it's different. Like, it's, I, I understand the idea of wanting to send just, like, photos in general. Because that's, like, 95% of how you and I communicate, like, away from when we're actually in the same room. But they're, yes. like... Not photos of our genitalia. No, no, but, no, but we're, it's, like, you know, like, photos of the hockey players yes. or whatever. But it's, you know, and, like, we know, and it's fine. But there's something that, there's something about that that's, like, not mm-hmm. insidious and weird. And you have to, like, you have to also sort of, like, establish, like, a baseline rapport with someone, I think, before you even start sending any kind of, like, picture, anything at all. Because some people are very much, if you're going to text them, like, just text them. That's what they want. Yeah. So you have to, like, and so, like, all of a sudden, you know. it's non-consensual. Because I know, like, so many girls on Twitter get, like, just dick pics in their DMs. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Um, so speaking of. speaking gosh. I just, I literally just found this. Um, so Kat Silverman, who writes sometimes for the Nation Network, and she writes for The Athletic a little bit, she's, um, writes mostly about goalies, mm-hmm. uh, because she is a goalie. Um, she writes for a magazine called In Goal, um, and she writes for The Athletic, mostly out of Chicago. So she says here, I see that we're comparing Matt Murray to Corey Crawford now, which is some peak galaxy brain stuff. So that was her first tweet. So mm-hmm. just, and I don't, I'm assuming it has to do with this Penguins game, Whatever. I don't need to know the context. In a negative way? Um, I think she's kind of rolling her eyes at it a little bit at the okay. comparisons. As if there's no way he's like Corey Crawford because yes. Corey Crawford is not good. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Um, and then someone re- quote tweets it and says, totally different styles, highly similar similar results, um, and caliber. <laughs> Disagree. Yeah, okay. And so she goes on here and she says, absolutely not even close. You yourself call Murray an average starting goalie. There hasn't been a case for putting Crawford in that category since about... 2012. Uh, Kay, I think you massively overrate Crawford. We agree about Murray, which is nice. And then she says here, um, six about Crawford. Six straight seasons of top ten numbers, and we saw very clearly this season that he's capable of producing those even with a below level, below replacement level defense in front of him. Nothing but personal bias can be used to argue what you're implying about Crawford. Then this guy's question is, what's your background with goaltending? As if... And then she's like, I'm not trying to be arrogant here, but man, this is one in my bio, two mentioned, and two mentioned in plenty of my work. Because that's what she is. She's a goaltender. And that's what she is. So after having this conversation where she's dunking on him. Yes. He says, well, what do you know? Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah. I hate Twitter. Um, he's, maybe he's a hockey man. Kind of like the hockey man that. Blocked you. Blocked me last night. Which is great. Um, I wish more of them would. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Um, John Shannon, who uh, sometimes talks about hockey for Sportsnet, or pretends to, mm-hmm. um, he talks. I don't know what it's about. Let's go with that. He made a really dumb statement yesterday that the first the team that scored the first goal in each of the Leafs-Bruins games won the game. Mm-hmm. Which, it's a, I mean, it's true. It's, it's like, true. It's factually but, accurate. But, but it's this is the level of your analysis that you're on television for? Yeah, like, that's basic. That's 
basic knowledge recall. That's not even comprehension. Like, if we're going on Bloom's taxonomy, we're, we are at the bottom of that fucking triangle here. Um, and so I just quote tweeted it, and I was like, strong take from a real hockey man, capital H, capital M. And it got blocked. And I think that's amazing. Yeah, it is. I haven't decided if I'm more proud of that than I am about when the time that Steve Sims called me a genius. Um, but both times I very clearly, like, poked the bear. Yeah, well, there's... Anytime you call somebody else a dipshit, you're poking a bear. Yeah, but I, but I feel like for some people, like, I call David Staples out as a dipshit all the time. Megan, how dare you say his name? Um, it is David Staples. Or was it Darren Holepunch was what someone else called him last week? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but any... So anytime I call him out, I'm pretty sure he has me muted on the Twitter, which is fine. I don't actually mind that he has me muted. I'm still going to call it his idiocy. Um whether it's hockey or other, because I think it's dangerous. But every time that happens, I'm just like, how do you? How have you ever been paid to ever do this? Yeah. Like, that's the thing I don't understand. How do they get paid? And then there are people who do good work who aren't on their paid. own time who don't get paid. Yeah. Or can't break into, like, traditional media because... Those people are there. Yeah. I can't wait. I just can't wait till the hockey men all die. Media is not a meritocracy. It is not. We like to think that it is, but it is absolutely not. But really, what in our life is? A true meritocracy? Teaching isn't. I would say, like, at sort of a micro level, in my own experience, like, being involved in something like... I don't know about, like, about scouting, because I was never, like, in Girl Guides. Mm -hmm. Like, at, like, the the troop level, the unit level, um, where the girls get badges for the things that they do mm-hmm. so it's based True. solely on yeah, their yeah. merit right um and because of the way that the program is, is structured and funded and whatnot uh people who can't um oh pittsburgh scored again um sorry philly <laughs> sorry guys yeah we're up four two yeah, it's six four um <laughs> um but based on the way that it that it, it works um Canadian Tires Jumpstart program mm-hmm. will like help fund for kids who can't afford it. So yeah. they're there it sort of levels that that out. And then the badges are like purely based on interest. So if you're interested in doing the cooking badge, you can do the cooking badge and you have to do all these things and then in order to get it. Yeah. And here you do. So it's something like that I think is maybe a meritocracy, but very much very little else is. Mm-hmm. I think. hundred percent. Um I read something really interesting yesterday about how, uh, in academia, but, uh, like, elsewhere, about how women, um, we shouldn't feel sorry for men who've lost their jobs by being shitty. No, 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 Until no. all of the women whose careers have been, like, stifled and stalled by those shitty men are back where they should be. And I was like, <laughs> so, never? <laughs> there was an article in, fuck, I think it was the National Post that I saw. Um, I didn't read it. Oh, it's Globe and Mail. This is the this is the headline. As a white male, I did not get a job due to my race and gender. What are my options? <laughs> I know. My response was like, I don't know, go find another job. Go find another job, you entitled piece of shit. Oh, did you read the article? No, I no. refused to. I'm not going to give that person any fucking Oh, it's 7 to 4 now. Oh, my God. Good job, Philly. Oh, poor Philly. Nice try. Good job. Um... Yeah, so that whole like in, that whole thing is just like infuriating. Now you know what it's like to not have everything you've ever wanted yeah. given to you. Surprise, surprise. I feel like going back to the teaching thing for a second. I feel like sure. in a lot of ways, 
it, it, you're because you're right. It's not a meritocracy. Mm-mm. Um, but I definitely feel like when it comes down to certain things, and maybe not so much in the like the getting of the job, because I think that's the part that's not the meritocracy. I think once you're in, like the the we have a pay scale. There's there's but things once that's, you're in. Once you're in, you're in. You're in, yeah. and you don't really have to try anymore in yeah. order to keep that thing. Unfortunately. But when it comes down to, like, those sort of external rewards that come with it, there is a structure in place that sort of prevents that. You know, people being paid more for doing... Yes. Right? Yes, there, there's yes, those yes. sorts of it's things. It's based on seniority and time. Yeah. For sure. Which is better than a lot of industry. Yes. Are there a lot of... Not a lot. Let's be careful here. Are there people in positions in which they are not doing good jobs and there are other people who can do better jobs? Um, yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, there's nothing that can be done about that. No. Unless horrific things happen. Yes. And even then, that's tough. Um, so no, I don't know if there's any real true meritocracies. I don't think there can be anymore. Mm Mm-mm. Um, like I even saw a picture, um, today of, like, Bill and Hillary and Barack and Michelle Mm -hmm. and Melania Trump and... The two George Bushes and Laura Bush, you know, gathering for a photo after Barbara Bush's funeral. And uh, somebody on my Twitter feed retweeted it. It's like, I think America could learn a lot from this right here. Just then the idea that... Coming together. Coming together, you know, for a common purpose and even whatever that is. In this case, common purpose of remembrance. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I saw someone else else quote tweeted it and I was like, "Um, I see four presidents and and five war criminals in here. And I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. And someone else, someone else was like, what? You think America could learn that, like, politics, that, that, that partisan politics don't matter because it's just an oligarchy? And I was just like, that's not what they were trying to say. No. Like, now you're just being willfully obtuse. Mm-hmm. But at the same time. They're not wrong. They're not wrong. Yeah. On either count. Um, but yeah, anyway. Should we move on to questions? Um, yeah, so let's do the hockey thing first. Do you have a, a lineup? What? The we talked about before. Oh, our pretty boys lineup. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So we were just talking. I was listening to Puck Soup this week, and I was thinking about this on Friday night, and I don't or Thursday night, I guess. I don't really know why this is like what I thought of, but I was like, Kelsey and I should a hundred percent do like a lineup of the best looking men in hockey. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we're just gonna do like a just I a really starting. I thought lineup. about my forwards. Um, you start then. Start with goalie, and we'll work our way forward. Okay. okay so I think in goal we're gonna agree probably. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Henrik Lundqvist. I'm also going to agree with Henrik Lundqvist. Um, for two reasons. One. You need to? You have to, Well, no. Yeah. I mean, Henrik Lundqvist is, I kind of think, the only choice. If I would, like, really stop and think about goaltenders. Yeah. Because you only ever see them with their masks on. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think Hank. Mm-hmm. On defense, what do you got? Uh, Roman Yossi. Okay. And Chris Letang. Okay, so I would say Chris Letang mm-hmm. and Aaron Ekblad. Oh, fuck, I forgot about Aaron <laughs> That was the first thing that I thought of. I was like, oh, that's on my list. I think I was confusing him with um, Ekman Larson. No, I'm not into Aaron Ekblad. Um, that checks all the boxes. He's got a weird mouth. He's oh, like... No, not Ekman Larson. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He's like a 22-year-old, 40-year-old man. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, which is... Because really, like, he's had a beard like that since he was, like, a child. And it's just really funny to me. Um, so, you... we've got three. Okay. Okay. So, for your forwards, 
This yeah, I'm just thinking about it now. Um, probably Landeskog. Yeah, okay. Taylor Hall, of course. Uh-huh. And who would my third be? I don't know. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to find a third. Well, who are your two? Um, Taylor Hall, obviously. Yeah. Um. Not gonna lie, probably Sid. Yeah, I knew you were gonna say Sid. And then I feel like even I feel like even though he's also a sentiment, I would say like Brian Boyle, perhaps. Brian Boyle's looking great these days. Because I've long thought that Brian Boyle is very attractive. Mm-hmm. Just like googling, searching right now, and there's not really a lot here to help me. Because like most of these guys are retired. Well, and that's just it, right? Like, if, if it had been, like, an all-time list, it'd be a very different list. Um, like, a very, very different list. The thing is, hockey players don't have great teeth. No, that's true. So, recently retired, if I was going to take Brian Boyle off my list, how about this? Okay. I'm going to take Brian Boyle off my list. Somebody who just retired at the end of the season, so it still kind of counts, Patrick Sharp. For sure. Wasn't there, like, a controversy with Patrick Sharp? Oh, probably. Like, I try really hard to not, not to. think about those things. Um, Who are you? Ooh, Alexander Winberg. Is he in St. Louis? I don't know. Let's do a little more focused Google here. <laughs> no, he wasn't in St. Louis. I guess he's not there anymore. I don't know. He is on the Blue Jackets. Oh, okay. What position... Do you play? <laughs> Ooh, he's a center. Yeah, okay, I can see it. You see it? Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Yep. I'm cool with that. Um, I didn't pick any Oilers. I do like Dry. Yeah. Dry is very pretty. Yeah. I like Oscar. You don't like Oscar. I'm not as big of a fan, though. You no. shockingly told me he has a weak chin. Yeah. <laughs> and I haven't quite recovered. Like, look at this young man. It's <laughs> <laughs> Winberg. Where have you been all my life? Um, oh, also in Pittsburgh, I forgot. Just, it just reminded me. Tom Kernuckle in Pittsburgh. I've seen, like, everyone smile. Excuse me? Yeah. Tom Kernuckle? Kernuckle. Well, that doesn't make K-U-H-N. Yeah, he's German. K-U-H-N. H-A-C-K-L, probably. Oh, there it is. I've seen, no, Megan, you're wrong. I Well, and then this is, because I remember seeing something on Instagram at one point in time last year, and I was like, who is this? Oh, because he grows a, a quite a good beard. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Now, it's, now it's lining yeah, up. That's that's what it is. Well, there we go. Um, you and Malcolm, you were saying that you and Malcolm had done like a Hockey Good Boys We did. List. Um, this was just something that we were talking about a few weeks ago. Oh, seven, five, what? Um, so on our hockey good boys list, it's not balanced in any way. We were just generating a list. Uh, Nuge, Goudreau, Marner, Pugliarvi, Boyle, Kopitar, Yossi, Hedman, Carlson, Skinner, Lazar, Kessel, and Flurry is our goalie. Do you know who else I think would be on the hockey good boy list would be Patrick Marlowe? Yeah, probably. I'm just like, just thinking about him. Like, I don't, I don't think, I don't know, paid a lot of attention now that he's in Toronto and I didn't really pay a lot of attention to like stuff about him mm-hmm. when he was in San Jose, but, like, I don't remember hearing any kind of, like, no bad stuff. No, Scandalous me neither. things about him. Me neither. 
Yeah, I'd say him for sure. And now he's like everybody's dad. Everybody's dad. Yeah. Oh, I also have some questions from Malcolm. Okay, let's do it. Uh, he, there's a brief backstory. He says, in English soccer, Sunderland was just relegated for the second consecutive year, so they will be in the third tier next season. Okay. If the NHL had regulation, what league would the Oilers and Flames be in? The Oilers would be in the, what I believe is the now defunct International Hockey League, the IHL. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, is and that if, above or below the AHL? That's below the AHL. Um, but I, but because I'm pretty sure that's now defunct, I'm going to say the Southern Professional Hockey League, which is like... The Southern Professional Hockey Yeah, there's like teams league. down in like Kentucky and like down there. Ish. My cousin played a season oh, for a wow. team in Florida down there. That's why. And the Calgary Flames would be one step above that because they're. They'd be in the AHL then? Or like the ECHL. Or the ECHL. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, he says, I haven't listened. Twice. In- That's amazing though. Relegated. <laughs> I know two in a row. So, like, so, because you have to finish at the bottom of the table to get relegated. So, they finished at the bottom. Fine. Yeah. The bottom of, of, of the premier t- table last yeah. year. And then at the bottom of. Of the new table. Fuck, that's yeah, bad. it sucks. Uh, he says, I haven't listened to the Black Panther pod, but Team Killmonger. I uh, yes. That. I said, obviously. <laughs> um, this one's a two-parter. What's your favorite time travel movie? And what's your favorite Rachel McAdams time travel movie? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite time travel movie? I don't... Not the time traveler's movie. Uh, I hated that book. I hated everything about it. It sucked. There was too much Urbana in the movie. And oh, like, how dare again, you! I don't. I'm sorry. Oh, he's great. Um, favorite time travel movie? What's yours? Uh, the answer to both questions oh. is about time. Have you seen that one? Oh, it's not, I hate time travel stuff. I don't like it. Looper's good. No, Looper's awful. Okay, isn't Interstellar technically a time travel movie? Yeah, sort of. Of course it is. Sort. I mean, it is. It is, but it's not like... It's not like he do- he doesn't know that it's time travel. Like, do you know what I mean? But it still can. Yeah, there's no uh, yeah, fair. It, it'll count, but it's not like. So I'm <laughs> gonna say that because my favorite Rachel McAdams time travel movie doesn't exist. Um, because because I don't like any of the time oh, travel movies okay. that she's been in. <laughs> I feel like that's. I feel like no. So the th- the difference between like say about time or the time traveler's life and Interstellar with like the time travel aspect mm-hmm. is that he doesn't discover the time travel piece until like the very end. Whereas like in about time, does he figure it out that he can go back? Yeah, his dad tells him. Right. So I feel like that's the like that's the difference. Is like Cooper's not intentionally mm. traveling through time. Um, I see. Right, and his timeline. As Cooper, the character we meet at the beginning, never changes. <laughs> but it's real squiggly. It's real, but 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 his personal timeline yeah. doesn't change. He still ages. This, like all of that yeah, is yeah. still the same. And I think that that's the difference between, like, the time traveler's wife or about time. There was the one that I watched on Netflix with um, what's that fucking guy's name? Hmm. The dude that was in Pitch Perfect, Adam, Adam Devine. Is that his yeah. name? Yes. Um. He was in a time travel movie that was on Netflix, which was like mildly entertaining. It wasn't great, but like he, he get, kept traveling back to like the first time that he met this girl that he was in love with, so mm-hmm. he could like convince her to fall in love with him because she was marrying somebody else. Okay. And then it was like it wasn't bad, um, but he would like wake up 
you know, like, the day of this party and go back to this party every time and, like, mm. holy fuck, fucking Groundhog Day. There's my favorite time travel movie. That's, like, 100% the same kind of idea. Yeah, he's such a piece of shit, though. Oh, but I love that movie so much. It's really when he drives, like, when he's, like, drives <laughs> off the cliff, <laughs> that's so great. I know. I love it when he's just, like, angrily listing, I've been shot, yeah. stabbed, <laughs> electrocuted. <laughs> That's really good. Um, but no, uh, so, okay, by your definition, I'll say Interstellar is still my favorite time travel movie. Mm-hmm. But it's not the same as, like, someone who intentionally travels through time. So, not Hot Tub Time Machine. No, love it. <laughs> yeah, mine's about time. I might just watch it tonight just because <laughs> I can. It's just, it's real good. Do you want to take the Twitter questions? Um, I have some... From a friend from work. Okay, yes, let's do this. Who would you want as your boss from The Office? Like, which character? Pam? Yeah, maybe. Toby? (laughs) Actually, yeah. Because Toby would do things, like, by the book. Yeah, he would. Um, it would be very stable. Yes. There'd be no chaos. Yeah. Dwight wouldn't be allowed to do what Dwight does. Mm-hmm. No. Um, do you know who I wouldn't want? Kelly. Oh, 100%. <laughs> um, my first answer when, I saw, when he sent me the question the other day was Jim. I think Jim would be a good boss. I don't think he's a good leader, though. No, but I think he can get people... But I think he can get people to do things that need to be done because they respect him. In a way that they didn't respect Michael. That's fair. Right? Because when it comes right down to it, like, Jim knows when to stop fucking around. That's Whereas true. Whereas Mike Scott, like, never quite... He has a limit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That's very true. Three favorite non-family Simpsons characters. Mm. Uh, Miss Krabappel was one of the best. Mm-hmm. That episode where they, like, set her up with Gordie Howe was, like, just fucking amazing. Woodrow Wilson. Um... I love, um, Apu's real good. I like Rainer von Wolfcastle. Otto is ready to get Blotto. Dr. Nick is pretty good. Oh, I don't like Dr. Nick. I used to, when I, I remember when I was younger, I used to like him a lot. And I'm gonna say Lenny and Carl. But I honestly, like, I haven't watched an episode of The Simpsons, like a new episode of The Simpsons, in like 15 years. Yeah. I Every once in a while I'll watch, like, a Treehouse of Horror, because mm-hmm. those are still fine, but I don't care anymore. Yeah, it's it's not the same. No. Um, sure. I also do really like Chief Wiggum. Yeah. Not all the time, but there are, there are moments in, in certain episodes where I think he might be the funniest character on the show. Oh, for sure. Um, like in the episode where they go to Canada, when Bart's like dating Rainier's daughter, mm-hmm. and he's breaking up with her at the ice cream shop, and then um, Chief's partner is also saying that he's like going to leave for another job, and he's, it's the same thing. And they're just like, he's like, that he's just crying, and the waitress is like, yeah, this happens a lot. <laughs> and he's just like crying in his ice cream, it's really funny. <laughs> oh my god. Um, um, if you were a traveling NHL writer, who would you want to cover in the finals? I laughed at this question, and I was like, come on now, I would never be a traveling NHL writer, because I'm not a man. But anyway... <laughs> 
Who would you want to, to have? What, so I guess what I guess the question is like, really... Like, what's the team I'd want to follow? Or or if you're traveling NHL writers, you're not like a beat writer for a team. Yeah. So you're Wyshynski at ESPN or you're working, yeah, yeah, working yeah. for TSN or whatever. What two cities do you want to spend those two weeks in? Oh, Vegas and Tampa for sure. Yeah. Oh, but I would say at UK, it's not possible, but like Vegas and Nashville. Like, I would be a toss up between Vegas and Nashville. Yeah. No, and I'm going to say Nashville and Tampa. Yeah, okay. Because I don't, I've never been to Vegas and I don't really think it's my jam. But. It's probably not my jam either. I think the other thing about the Nashville versus the Vegas is the no change in time zones. Oh. So that, or, or only a one hour time difference yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah, which yeah. makes a lot of, and shorter travel, which yeah. would be easier. But yeah, something like that would be. That'd be sweet. That'd be super good. Um, so on that same note then, which two cities would you not want to be in? Winnipeg and Detroit? I was going to say Vancouver and Toronto, but close enough. Because I at least like know people in Winnipeg. I would not want to have to go to Toronto to cover hockey at all. Mm, I haven't really been, I've been in Toronto's airport, but that's kind of it. Um, uh, okay, can we talk about this? Yes. They're doing the handshake I was right now, just... and I fucking hate how they're like, this is the best part of this sport. Basketball does this after every fucking game. You're not special, NHL. Yeah, they are. They're very special. Ugh. Um, But maybe that's, maybe, this is just my thought, maybe that's the reason why they think it's special is because it doesn't happen all the time, and it's like a very... I like it. I, I like I, I like, I like it, the but I hate how they say yeah. this is what makes this boy so good. Oh, Ugh. poor Claude Drew. He tried. Um, and the last question. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Why? Just why? <sighs> That's my answer. Okay. So somehow Dave Lozo is now in my living room <laughs> because that was a real. You're good. welcome. <laughs> that was a real good one. Thank you. Um, okay, so uh, Amanda sent us some questions. Yes, um, she sent a lot of questions. She did. Um, you need to do the one that Jess asked. That's for me because I have a really good answer for it, but it won't work if I also ask the question. Okay, let me look. Okay, so are you ready? While yes. you're looking for that, yes. From Amanda, FMK, Amazon, Netflix, or Hulu. I'm going to say Kill Hulu because kill we don't Hulu. get it here. Yeah, we don't have it. Um, I think you fuck Prime and you marry Amazon. Yeah. Or not. And you marry Netflix? You marry Netflix. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I have Amazon Prime, but the TV on it isn't very good. No, but it's there. It's there. And there's some stuff that you can't get elsewhere. Yeah. Which is nice. Like Mozart in the Still Jungle. Watch Mozart in the Jungle, people. I'll get around to it eventually. Hi, lie. Um. Yeah, I would say the same. I don't think there's any... No. Um, okay, what else from Amanda? What part of the season was your favorite? <laughs> and I asked her, NHL or what? And she said, oh, yeah. <laughs> or Riverdale, whatever. <laughs> or Riverdale, whatever. My favorite part of this hockey season was the Devils making the playoffs until all having, like, a career year. Um, My favorite part of the season was... And being named to the third his third All-Star team in a row, and... No, mine was NHL All-Star Brian Boyle. That was pretty great. That was pretty fucking great. Um, my favorite part is right now Sidney Crosby on the TV. I don't know. <laughs> like, I just feel like there's hormones he can take. Probably. It's getting better, though. I mean, he's 30 years old, but it's getting better. Yeah. Is he 30? Oh, yeah, I guess he is. We've 31. Conversation before. He'll be 31. Yeah, yeah he'll be 31, I guess. Um, Damn. what was your favorite part of, the, of Riverdale? Well, 
I oof, was in a rough spot for a while because it was so fucking dumb and bad. And they're like focusing. We haven't done a Riveter update for like a year because the season two is awful. Okay. They had Archie essentially being in the Lodge's like mob family. Oh my god. It was terrible. And I feel very vindicated because the Black Hood is back. And I uh-huh. fucking knew it! Okay. <sighs> Alright. And it's Ethel. So this leads to Jessica, Jess's question. Jessica, sorry. Anyway, Jess's question was, is Kelsey still watching Riverdale? Or did you get bored with it like I did? Now, hey, binge watch every few episodes but don't remember anything. Yes, 100%. That's exactly. I gave up and then someone, oh, Amanda told me, you have to watch this episode because it's like insane because somebody dies in it. And I was like, okay, this is what I want. Yeah. (laughs) Was it worth it? Please kill more characters. (laughs) Was it worth it? Yeah, it was. Okay. Um, FMK cheese edition. Cow cheese, goat cheese, and sheep cheese. I'd probably kill the sheep cheese. I'd kill the sheep cheese. I'd fuck the goat sheep? cheese. Sheep cheese? Yeah, you can have. No, I'm just like, yeah, sheep when cheese. I say the words, it doesn't <laughs> process in my brain that those are the correct words sheep and sounds. Cheese. Sheep cheese. Um, I'd probably fuck the goat cheese and marry the cow cheese. It's fine in, like, a certain type of salad. Yes. Where you need, like, that very rich... When we were traveling this summer, we bought, uh, like, cranberry goat cheese, or, like, the cranberry yes. and crackers and stuff. That was delicious. For sure. And we bought some, like, chicken pieces to go with it, so, like, yeah. we had, like, those... Had a little sandy? Yeah, yeah, those were good. But goat cheese all the time? No. Although, there's a, there's a, a dairy... Sylvan Lake, maybe? Sylvan or, Star Cheese. Maybe it's, in, maybe it's in Red Deer. I can't remember. It's somewhere down there. Okay. I don't know if it's Sylvan Star or if it's another one. Sylvan Star is great. That's down there. But they make, like, really good... Like goat milk, like cheddar. Um, so it's hard cheese. It's not the soft. Yeah. It's pretty good. There's one that's like it's like maple. It's got like this like this like ma- for, I like it. It's just like maple finish. And then they make another one that's got like um, onions in it and stuff. But it's, I like the hard because I don't like the soft goat I'm cheese. I'm just all shaking the time. my hand furiously. Both I know of those things are bad. They're not. I have her FMK. Um. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Just says, FMK entirely directed at Megan. Taking Aurora photos, being right over the Edmonton media about Taylor Hall, or cheering for Aaron Judge. First of all, how dare you? And second of all, <laughs> how dare you? Those um, are three pretty fucking good things. They are really good. That's when I saw that. That's why you had to ask the question. Yeah. Because I couldn't be like, I couldn't ask myself the question. Um, this is going to shock you. You're killing Aaron Judge? No. Oh. I'm killing being right about about the Taylor Hall thing. <gasps> oh, because he's... Because I just knew it. Yeah. And I've been vindicated. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter anymore. Um, I think. Can I predict your answer? Sure. You're going to marry taking photos? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I think it's going to... Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, her other FMK... I have, like, two answers for it. Is breakfast, lunch, or dinner? And here's why I have two answers for it. Because you marry breakfast food. You don't marry the time of breakfast. Yes. Okay, so, so here's the question. Are we eating the food at different times? Or are we eating breakfast food at breakfast and lunch food at lunch? and di- like? Yeah. I think I'd marry breakfast kill lunch 
fuck dinner. If it's time-wise, kill breakfast. Because I don't eat breakfast till like, 10.30 in the morning anyway. Yeah, I know. It's the worst. And marry lunch and fuck dinner. Because lunch is... I wish I had longer time for lunch every day. Because mm-hmm. it's my favorite meal of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, when, when I go on holidays, like, to see my auntie or whatever on the farm, lunch is my favorite. Why? Fresh baked bread, sandwiches, vegetables oh, yeah, from the garden. Yeah. Like, just that whole... I love it. It's the best. It's very country kitchen. Um, yeah. But if it's, like, the foods... Yeah. Then you marry breakfast food. 100%. For sure. 100%. And you fuck the lunch food. And you kill dinner because it doesn't matter. Nah. Lunch has never been my jam. I like lunch better than dinner. There's not a lot of good lunch options for vegetarians. Fair enough. That's Unless fair. it's meat and cheese. Or bread and cheese. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I give up. Um, are there any other... Yeah, Amanda said, how long is an acceptable nap? Well, it depends. Um, it depends on the context of the nap. If you fall asleep watching TV and then wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and then go to bed, that's not acceptable. You well, that's not just, a nap. That's a sleep. You should have just gone to bed. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's what you should have done. Because um, that happens to me a lot. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. No, it doesn't happen to me. Um, but I've had like 15 minute naps, which is like perfect. 15 to 20. I feel it's if it's over that... I'm not a very good napper, and I just feel, like, constantly tired. If it's, like, 15 to 20, yeah. or, like, 90, anywhere in between, I'm, like... It's I, a mess, It's yeah. a mess, because that, because in that 15 to 20, like, you don't hit your run cycle yet, so, like, when you wake up, you feel, like, oh, yeah, I feel better. Yeah. But when you hit, like, the 90 to 100 minute mark, you've hit the run cycle, and you've gone through one, mm-hmm. and then you wake up, and you're okay. But it's anywhere in between that, where you wake up, and you're, like, I don't know what day it is, <laughs> and the worst here is in the wintertime... Because, like, you wake up at 5 o'clock and you don't know if it's morning yeah. or night. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> to, like, look at your phone. Oh. I'm a weirdo where I don't nap well. But if I just, like, lay on the couch and just, like, close my eyes and trick my body. Yeah. Like, I'm sleeping right now. In, like, 10 minutes I can be like, okay, I'm fine now. Really? It's weird. My grandma used to be able to just fall asleep sitting in her chair. Just, like, sitting up in her little recliner. Yeah. And just, like, just... Hands in her lap, just sound asleep. My oh, dad can do that. Hands in her lap, that's so cute. Yeah, my dad's. Uh, my dad can do that too. Amanda also says summer reading recommendations. Well, Amanda, you better fucking read Great Gatsby because we're gonna be talking about it <laughs> this summer. Oh, and we're obviously Megan gonna do a live watch of that movie. What? The of Gatsby? Gatsby. Okay, I'm just gonna talk about that scene with the shirts because that's the most beautiful scene in the whole movie. Really, you think so? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the movie. Oh. For a lot of reasons. Well, then how much better it is that um, we can talk about it? I really like it. Jess also had a question before we get into the summer reading while I'm thinking about that. Would mm-hmm. it be weird to ask for a kid's menu just so I can color when the opportunity presents itself? No, absolutely not. I would just say, can I have a coloring page? Yeah. I don't think you need a menu. Or just go to Montana's where you can just fucking color on the paper on the table. That's what I do. Mm. My parents roll their eyes at me when I do that. Um, summer reading recommendations. God, I have no idea. I've just been reading Star Wars fan fiction, so I don't know anymore. Yeah, I haven't read a lot. Um. <laughs> I've clearly been watching a shit ton of TV, though. Yeah. Um. Which is, like, I have no idea how I've had time for any of that. Oh my god, Megan. Yeah, Leap Year's on the TV now. <laughs> <laughs> I just changed it until you just noticed. <laughs> oh, it's this part. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad part. It's not a bad part. Nope. Okay. Well, I'm thoroughly distracted. <laughs> it's so bad. 
Mm. Um, summer reading. I don't. You know what? I don't have a time for a list because I'd have to actually like think about it. Or just read the Greg Isles stuff that we've been. Yeah, talking the Greg Isles stuff is good. Um, if you like like shitty beach reads, because that's always a thing. Like from, I'll read anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not picky about like genre. Genre when it comes to summer reads, because I read everything fast. <laughs> So it doesn't really matter. Amy Adams just walked into a door jam when she saw Shirtless Matthew Good in the shower. Great, right, I took a drink of water. <laughs> we almost had a catastrophe. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I'm not, I don't have, like, well, I'm going to save this for the summer. Mm-hmm. Like, if I want to read something, I'm just going to read it. I don't think about it as, like, summer reads. But, like, if you're interested in, like, you know, like, sort of lighter stuff, then I would say, like, stuff by Elin Hildebrand's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, they're quick reads. And they're relatively predictable, but I still find them entertaining, so I would go with that. Or, like, Anne Brashear's. I um, say Kate Morton every day, all day. Yeah, her stuff's good. Love a book about an old house with secrets. So, interestingly, then, summer reading, mm-hmm. beach summer reads, tend to be, and this isn't always true, but tend to be written by women. Mm. When you look at like, but I when think you look at depends. lists in stores, no, but when you look at like lists in stores, and you look at, you know, like here's our summer like reading list. It's romances. Not so much. No, I'm not necessarily romances. No, but like they, they, I feel like the the classification of those tends to be female authors. Female, more female authors than male authors for like. Here's some good stuff for your summer reading list. I'm looking. Of the three books so far, it's women. I read a book um, by a woman named Jasmine Gillery called The Wedding Date, which is like a super, like light, fluffy, romantic kind of book. I really yeah. liked it. You could read that. Yeah, these are all women. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm just. I wonder if that's like a. I wonder. Oh, if, Christopher Rice. Wonder if that's an intentional thing. But it, this could be a pseudonym too. You know that like women. Writers make it I don't those. know, because when I think about summer reads, oh, George R. R. Martin, um, for me that means thriller and mystery. So I think for a lot of other people, it means... Light stuff. Lighter stuff. Yeah, that's not what it is for me. I'm a weirdo. Um, and like I said, I'll, I don't have a time to read stuff. If I want to read something, I'll read it. Yeah. Agreed. Um... I will say that if you haven't read it, you should read The Art of Fielding by Chad Harbach. Mm. It's very good. It's about baseball and other things. Um, it's very good. Amanda says, could we please hand Vegas, have Vegas win the cup because it'd be hilarious. Um, I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I'm on board. I would like the internet to finally explode in on itself. So peak internet exploding in on itself Mm -hmm. would be Vegas winning the cup Mm -hmm. in a sweep Mm -hmm. over the Penguins. Mm -hmm. That would be like peak. And followed very closely by Taylor Hall winning the Hart Trophy. When are they going to announce it? The finalists? I think tomorrow. All the other shit. I don't know why they don't. making me crazy. Doing another Google. I don't know why they don't um, announce them all at the same time. Because they need people to write about them because their league fucking sucks. I guess so. Um, oh, Ryan wants to know why do bad things happen to good people? 
Um, and I was like, well, because they just do. They just do. Um, also, good things happen to bad people, so that's a question we don't spend enough time talking about. No. Um, yeah, I don't know about the NHL awards, because, yeah, they've announced the Vesna, they announced the Selkie, I think, and the Norris, and the Calder. Did they? Yeah, today. Who's Calder? Matt Barzell and Brock Besser, and not Charlie McAvoy, which is sort of surprising. Somebody else. Hmm. Calder. I can't remember now. It is... Oh my god, I fucking hate you, Google. Mm. Yeah, I don't remember. I saw it, though. I saw it earlier. Oh, Clayton Keller. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I'm surprised it wasn't Charlie McAvoy, though, to be honest. Um, but yeah, so anyway, whatever that is. It is what it is. Um... So I can expect to have my heart broken tomorrow then, is what you're saying? Because he's well, not even going to be a finalist? Uh, he'll be a finalist if he's not a finalist. If he's not a finalist, everybody in the PHWA should lose their jobs or their, their, like, their accreditation. Like, really and truly. Um, but I feel like he's going to be a finalist. So here's the thing about this whole voting process. Because um, <laughs> Wyshynski was saying on Puck Soup that I can't remember which award it was that they were talking about. Mm. The lady, maybe it was, oh, it was Selkie, like, Selkie. defense board, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And he, he said, like, he couldn't say which order he put them in, but he could talk about the finalists that he had, and he put Miko Koivo on his uh-huh. ballot, and not one of the guys that was actually on the list. Um, and it was an interesting discussion. So, like, but I'm curious to know now that they have to make their Things ballots public, public yeah. how that's changed Their voting? People. Yeah, oh, absolutely, because now they have to justify it. No, I don't think people will change. I think some people will have abstained. To prevent. How can you abstain from voting? Just, you don't get your ballot in on time or whatever, right? Oh, give me a break. I, I very firmly believe that that will happen. Because now they have to justify their choices. So the Edmonton Hockey Media is going to abstain from the hard voting? Uh, yep. Probably. Well, then that just means he'll get it, so fuck you. Um. Do we have any more questions? Uh, yeah, Amanda, lastly, what are your thoughts on Brad Marchand licking, kissing Leo Komarov twice this season? Um, so here's the thing. It's upsetting. You know what? Brad Marchand is a very good hockey player who needs to stop being a piece of shit on the ice. Um, or they're going to make a rule for him like they did for Sean Avery. Because mm-hmm. uh, to me, what he does is no different than Avery standing facing the goaltender by me a stick. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the same thing. Like, yesterday... He's a hooligan. Was it last night's game, he, like, punched somebody in the back of the head. As he skated by, he, like, kind of stooped down to pick up a stick and just, like... Popped the guy in the back of the head um, that they didn't catch until it was like caught on a replay or whatever. What a piece of shit. Um, so I think he's trying to get under people's skin. And what he, like, technically, I guess, licking the guy's face is not against the rules. It's a fucking power play. Let's um, and so if you end up, you know, if that guy ends up retaliating, mm-hmm. then Marcin's objective is achieved. Absolutely. Um, and he's very good at it. But he's still awful. He's a rat. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. Because if he would just stop being that guy and just be a hockey player... He'd be um, like Pasta. Oh, or Bergeron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Um, I think Bergeron also needs to go on your good hockey boys list. You think so? I think so. Yeah, I don't, I don't think... I, don't, I honestly truly don't think you could ever say anything about him, from what I know. Um, 
And he looks very good in a three-piece suit, which I noticed yesterday at the beginning of the game. I was like, oh, hello. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I don't know about, about Marchand. Because here's the thing. He's like a Corey Perry in a lot of ways. Or Ryan Getzloff, in that if he plays for your team, I think you love him. Yeah. But when he plays for other teams, you just look at what he does and you're like, for fuck's sake, dude. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? And I, I think that's that. the, I think that's where that line is. I could see that. But like Brad Marchand, it's the, the fact that Oilers fans don't like him is not surprising to me because he's 100% the kind of player. That they want. That they would love to have. Who they, they think that should be on their team. Yeah. Well, that's, I think, what they thought Cassian would be. Yeah, and now he's just a guy who can't score goals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's all we have? Yeah. Okay, so I have one more thing to say. At work last week, mm-hmm. we were discussing the Oilers and their organizational rot. Mm-hmm. And decided that the Oilers are the Trump administration in the NHL. Oh. Because in terms of, of like, corruption and whatever. Okay. Agree? Disagree? scene could have been so much better. I know. If they just would have fucked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm having trouble equating the incompetence of the sports league with someone who I believe to be the actual epitome of evil. So, I'm gonna say no. See, I don't know... I, I know I get what you're saying I don't know if Donald Trump is the epitome of evil I think he does evil things I don't think he's smart enough to do them willfully no I think that gives him way too much benefit of the doubt um, way too much benefit of the doubt I think he's, very... he's a piece of shit Megan. oh he is a piece of shit but I don't I don't think that what he's necessarily doing I don't think the things that he does are necessarily driven by this need to like ruin other people like do you know what i mean oh i, I feel, totally I feel like, think it is i feel like a lot of not i think i feel like a lot of what he does happens to be like and negatively impacts other people because he's trying to like make himself look better in whatever respect by being like the strong man mm. um but he doesn't have the ability to like look like when he's like that parade for example like we'll just say, take out all of the other and just just the parade, mm-hmm. and the people in the Pentagon are like, "Well, okay, I guess we're gonna have a parade." Because what do you do? Do you do you say no, we can't do this, and piss him off, or do you just appease him, and just kind of, you know, hopefully, yeah, that's awful. Give why well, no, but hopefully give him what he wants. I can't wait for people to turn. I can't fucking wait. Um. I just think the Oilers are the Cleveland Browns in the NHL. They're so fucking incompetent. They can't get anything right. Um, I think they're more the, like, George W. Bush administration. Like, they drafted Connor McDavid and then they lifted up the Mission Accomplished banner. Exactly. And uh, forgot that the war was going to go on for another ten years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, that seems about right. So that mean, does that mean playoff drought until I'm 45? doesn't matter, Megan. You're not an Oilers fan anymore, are you? I've been an Oilers fan for a long time. Um, Can we please wrap this shit up? <laughs> yeah, so we have a little bit of merchandise. I think the campaign's end tomorrow, but I might just extend them because I can. Yeah. Um, there's some good stuff. If you want to check that out on teespring.com slash garbagefirepod. 
We have a lot of shit up there. Actually, teespring.com slash store slash garbage fire pod, I think. Um, but anyway, find it there. We'll put a link to it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of good stuff. Thanks, Davis, for the designs. Thank you, Davis. Um, you can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud and Stitcher and Google Play. Mm-hmm. You're on Twitter at, at MIG14. Yep. I'm on Twitter at Garbage Fire Pod. <laughs> I'm on our Instagram at Garbage Fire Pod. You can email us at garbagefirepodcast at gmail.com and you can go to our website at garbagefirepodcast.com. And thanks, Tyler, for that domain. That's super nice. Thank you, Tyler. We do have some plans for like summer and stuff because you're gone for a month. A month. And I'll be gone for a little bit of August, but I don't know when yet. Um, so we're going to do some like book stuff and whatever and try and. Yeah. If you want special episodes about a thing, let us know. Let us know. Because um, I think our next movie talk is going to be Day After Tomorrow. Oh, I can't wait. It not all that long ago. It's so bad. Oh, I can't wait. It's so good. Oh, it's, it's so terrible. I fucking love it. Um, was also reminded of Prince of Persia. Yeah, which you which have is spoken about before. Real bad. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's gonna be our next movie one. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, unlike some other podcasts, we don't need to wait for the approval of a bunch no. of people to talk about a movie that we enjoy. No. May long? Uh no, I'm gone. Oh yeah. Oh fuck you! You're gone. Uh-huh. I forgot. Um, yeah, so if you have any, like, special requests for stuff like that, let us know. Yeah. Tyler, we're still waiting for, like, a theme a thing for the story. Talk about. Yes. So, and I, like, put the thing about the questions out early. Mm-hmm. On purpose. Because there's nowhere we, to be found. I know. I tried. I look forward to your commentary on Monday at 7 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if you have any special requests, we will do our best to Like, to books, films. TV shows. TV shows. I would say music, but that's probably never going to happen. Food. Like, I don't know. Yeah, let us know. We'll, we'll do our best to talk about it. We can, as you know, we can talk for an hour about anything. Yeah, and also nothing. <laughs> Next week's going to be really great, because just so you know, it's going to be very spoilery, because we're going to see Black Panther on Friday. Or not Black Panther. <gasps> Avengers on Friday. Um, and the title of this one is Infinity War. Mm-hmm. The title of the second part, it was originally Infinity War Part 1 and 2, but they've obviously changed it. Yeah. And so, just real quick here before we go, mm-hmm. we I just want to talk really quick about how they have not released the title of the next one, because apparently it's very spoilery. Yes. So, what is your prediction for the title of the fourth Avengers? As I said before, we started recording, The Resurrection. Okay. Or... I- if that's... Or, you done been avenged. Oh my god. If it is resurrection, I have an idea of, like, where that is and who that is and what yep. that's going to look like. And I feel like we might be on the same page, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about... Afterwards. Once we hit stop. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Or, like, Avengers Reborn or something along yes. those lines. That was sort of my Either guess. because... Assuming there's going to be a shit ton of people who die. Yes. So they're either going to move on to the new Young Avengers. Or. Or there's going to be some sort of return in some way. Yes. Rebirth. So, so we're going to see. second coming. Yeah. So we're going to go see that on Friday and then we'll record Saturday or Sunday probably and talk for an hour about a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but that's all we have. So thank you again so much for listening. And we'll see you in the dumpster. Yeah. <laughs>